Welcome to the CityGate Church podcast. Today's message was recorded at our live Sunday services, and we hope that it encourages you to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. Well, we're sort of in the middle of this series that's going through to the, the first week of December, and this series is called, let's all say it with great gusto and faith, God said it, I believe it, that settles it. I think that's becoming a bit of a, a sort of an attitude in the church right now. Amen? It's sort of becoming an attitude. It's sort of becoming something that, yeah, come on, bring it on. God said it, I believe it. That settles it. Let's change the world now. God said it, come on, let's lay hands on some sick. God said it, come on, I'm gonna reap what I sow. God said it, I'm the righteousness of God. God said it, I can think the thoughts of God. It's sort of putting a confidence on the inside, amen? And a confidence isn't just an internal thing, it's something that comes out of your life. Not as an arrogance. Heaven forbid the church of Jesus Christ ever gets into arrogance and pride because that is right what leads into a fall. But it certainly stirs up a confidence on the inside. The same sort of confidence that the Lord Jesus used when he said, Lazarus, come forth. <laughs> that same confidence that he said, fig tree, no one ever eat fruit from you ever again. That same confidence on the inside that Paul and David and Abraham and Moses, they had a confidence on the inside. Why? Because they knew their God. And they knew that what he said was truth. And if God said it, that they could stand on it. For Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand. When I, I, I was laughing when I was singing that song. Again, just getting back. That's not something, oh, mm, mm, mm. It's like, yeah. Wow. Wow. When everything around me is shaken, I've never been, oh, I've never been more glad. Ooh, no, come on, I've never been more glad. I put my faith in Jesus. Why? Because he's never let me down. What a great way to live your life with a faith and a confidence and a zeal and an expectation on the inside that if God said it, then I believe it and that settles it. Let's turn to 1 John chapter five and today I'm gonna be speaking on one verse, but it's a whole string of stuff and oh. 1 John five fifteen. it's gonna come up on the board. I'm encouraging people to get hold of a physical Bible again. Not, not creating a doctrine, but just it's good. It's good. It says something. Now this is the confidence. Everybody say confidence. Come on, let's say it with some confidence. Confidence. This is the confidence that we have in Him. That if we ask anything, everybody say anything. Okay, anything according to His will, He hears us. Say, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, 
this verse is bold. This is not for the faint-hearted. This is for someone who says, yeah, I'm going to live this stuff. I'm not playing church. I'm not playing Christianity sort of half-heartedly. And if we know he hears us, whatever we ask, we wonder. We sort of, let's see what happens. We know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. Today, I wanna speak on We know we have what we pray. Come on, God said it. I believe it. That settles it. Oh, Pastor Jay, you're taking the verse out of context. It only gets better if you read it in context. For just the sake of time, I'm reading one verse. There is nothing either side or in the chapter or in the book that in any way takes away from what that verse says. Nothing. You see, prayer is so many things. Prayer is us speaking with God for guidance, wisdom and understanding. Prayer is speaking with God for personal transformation. Prayer is speaking to God, with God, to ask him to intervene in a circumstance. Prayer is speaking on behalf of God to a situation, speaking to a mountain. And prayer is also speaking at the devil. We don't speak with him. We're not conversing with the enemy. Yeah, we're declaring at him, to him. Speaking at the enemy, at the devil to resist him and to rebuke him. We're just about to head into our month of praying and fasting in January. And if again, if you've just joined this church this year, every Monday night, the whole church gathers and we hear about prayer for an hour and we pray for an hour every Monday evening. We fast and pray for the month. We create a brand new prayer wall, which is our dreams for the year and what we believe God is saying to us. We set off our year and if this year has been 10 times greater, heaven knows what next year is gonna be. Can I hear an amen somewhere? (laughs) See, today is really not a teaching on prayer per se, because you can't spend the next 20 minutes teaching on prayer and thinking you've covered it. But what is really important about this verse is is I'm not just gonna be teaching on prayer, I'm gonna be talking about confidence to pray. Hello? Confidence to pray. Expectation. See, if this verse says, We know we have whatever we pray, whatever we ask. We know God hears us. If we know He hears us, we know we have what He said. I'm getting excited. (laughs) Man, what a statement 
from the throne of God. God wants us to know this this morning. Can I hear an amen? amen. Look at someone, say confidence, confidence. to pray because whatever we pray, we have. Oh, Pastor Jay, you've got to be careful now. No, we haven't got to be careful now. We've got to be confident now. We've got to be confident now with our relationship with the Father, our intimacy with the Holy Ghost and our stirred up spirit of faith and authority to pray with a confidence. That's what we've got to be. The word confidence means you have a boldness to say something. Man, the enemy has worked overtime and has by and large succeeded when you generally hear what he's painted the picture in the world, that prayer is hopeless. Prayer is last resort panic. Help! Even an atheist says, help, they're not praying. They're not praying, they're just throwing out some kind of desperation. Prayer is not a desperate cry. Prayer is a relational intimacy with our Heavenly Father. The other thing the enemy's done is when the world thinks of prayer and by and large, sadly, a significant portion of the body of Christ, we say, let's pray and everybody does this. Where did that come from? I get humility, I get being on your face before the Lord, but as a first thought, to be quiet and look depressed? Where did that come from? The Bible actually tells us to do the opposite. It says, when you pray, lift up your head, lift up your hands and shout. And sing and release something as an overflow. It never says be quiet. There are times when you cannot speak in the presence of God. But that's because of the presence of God. That's because of the presence of God. It's not us trying to be, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Prayer is an overflow. Prayer is something you pour out. It's something that comes out of Something stirred and exciting and and, and an expectation on the inside. Now, I've already said there's all sorts of different types of prayer. And when you're in the prayer for personal transformation, that's the time to listen and to say, God, work a work in me. But Jesus said, when you pray, say. He never said, when you pray, think. Never once. Thought is not prayer. Prayer is not thought in the Word of God. Every time in Scripture where it says pray, it says say. He prayed and said. He prayed and said. They prayed and lifted up their voice. But I'm not teaching on prayer today. I'm teaching on confidence to pray. When the church prays, devils flee. The kingdom advances, mountains move, the sick are healed, cities rise up, nations turn around, people come to Christ. The church is transformed from glory to glory. Burdens are removed, strongholds are demolished. Prayer works. Prayer works. 
See, Daniel knew this when he was thrown into the lion's den, the prayer works. Joshua knew this when the sun stood still, when he declared the word of God to it. David knew this when facing Goliath. David knew this when he went out against the Philistines and God said, stretch forth your hand because I am the Lord of the breakthrough. Elisha knew this when he was surrounded by the enemy armies. Elijah knew this when the rains were about to come and he had to pray them through. Moses knew this when he stood and put the rod in the Red Sea. Israel knew this when the walls of Jericho had to fall down. Jesus knew this when he was praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. Paul and Silas knew this in the inner cell. The disciples knew this on a daily basis because they gathered together to pray and God moved and the world changed and the church grew and the devils fleed and the sick were healed because people had a confidence to pray. To pray the Word of God. To pray the will of God. I'd like to ask a question. What would happen if you knew you couldn't fail? What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Let me go one step forward. Further, what would you pray if you knew it would come to pass? See, we just read the verse that tells us it will. And yet we put it under some religious guise. What would you pray if you knew whatever you prayed right now was going to happen? What would you pray? What would you say? How would you say it? If you knew, if you knew that you knew that whatever you said, you know, if you go, I go to business seminars and this sort of stuff and, and, and um, there was somebody who said, what would you do if anything you did succeeded, absolutely guaranteed, you've got 24 hours, what would you do? And it sort of pulls you up into a, wow. And then he says, so why don't you go and do it? But I'm not talking about seminar here today. I'm talking about God and confidence in prayer. What would you pray if you knew that you knew that you knew it would come to pass? Because that's what we're talking about. You see, the Word of God says, we know God hears us. We know. We know God hears us. We're his sons and his daughters. The word is, is clear. In fact, Tom read it at the start of today about God hears the righteous. Proverbs 15, 29, God hears the righteous. 1 Peter 3, 12, God's ears are open to our prayer. We come to the throne with a confidence and a boldness to lay hold of grace. To empower us and help us in a time of need. You see, God is not a slot machine. He is relational. God's not a slot machine. He is relational. And prayer 
is not just us speaking to God and God going off and doing something. Prayer is a relationship between the prayer and the answerer and together God's will is done. What would you pray if you knew it would come to pass? Well, at the very centre of all of this, at the very heart of that verse is what makes it all happen. And it's this statement, really, that we are to pray God's will. We pray God's will. That's the context of the verse. This is the confidence that we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will. Amen? We know he hears us. That really tells me he hears me when I pray his will. And if I know he hears me and he hears me because I'm praying his will, I know that whatever I pray according to his will is going to come to pass. You see, now this is where a religious mind is deadly. Because we think it's hard to know God's will. We think that's like a battle with God and God's playing games with us. Oh God, I just, I just don't know God's will. I just don't know what God wants. I just don't know God's will. It's as if God is saying, <laughs> just play around in your mess a little bit longer. Playing hide and seek with the will of God. If we're to pray God's will, the question I would want to ask is, how do we know what God's will is? How do we know God's will? Because if whatever I pray according to God's will is guaranteed to come to pass, then what is my priority? To know the will of God. Amen? Amen. To know the will of God. Now, I'm not going to get it. I, I could preach for hours on the will of God. But just really simply... Where it is a, a case of redemption, we clearly already know the will of God. Because that's what has happened. That is what occurred. That's what redemption has provided. Are you with me? It's not up for, oh God, if one, will you, won't you know? This has happened. There's a contract. It's happened. If it's to do with redemption, it is clearly stated in God's word. And we do not need to pray about or to inquire into whether it is or is not God's will. I'll give you an example. It is not God's will that any should perish but all come to a knowledge of the truth. That is God's will. 
So I can promise you this, every time you pray for someone's salvation, it is God's will. You with me? It, it is God's will. God will never say, no, I don't want to save him. I don't want to save him. I don't want to save her. No, I've got other plans. <laughs> Salvation is God's will. Redemption is something already bought and purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. If Jesus paid the price for that, then I have an inheritance of that. I am redeemed from that. The devil is, de is, the devil is defeated. God always wants to save people. God always wants to set people free. So I have a confidence that if I'm praying in an area of redemption, redemption, that I know what God's will is. I don't need to say, Lord, what is your will in this? I know God's will. Now, I may need to go to God and ask him how he wants to intervene for his will to come to pass. But it's not a matter of does he want to or not? Is it his will or not? Absolutely not. I know his will. So now I, I can pray God's will with the confidence. And in that, all the other things, God, what do you want to say to me? How do I work? You know, how do I speak? How do I, how do I influence? How do I help? How do I serve? What, what, what do I do? I know your will. So I know this is going to come to pass. Confidence on the inside. Where it is not a matter of redemption, we need to find out what God's will is. Amen? Amen. Do I buy this house or that house? Do I start this new business? You with me? It's not a matter of redemption. Now, some things are a matter of redemption in that. The Bible says, whatever you put your hand to will prosper. But do I start this particular business? Do I go out with that particular girl or boy? Is this my future partner? Hello? These things are not just, I want that one. Slot machine. No. What is God's will? Now, the issue with the will of God is where we've put prayer is in the place of ignorance. When we don't know God's will, we say, oh Lord, will you sort it out if it be your will? And we leave it at that. That's not 1 John 5 praying. That's religious praying from a place of ignorance, which will never get anything done. Never get, oh Lord, your will be done. Your will be done. Oh, well, you know, the Lord Jesus prayed that. Yeah, he prayed, your will be done. Not my will, your will be done. But he knew the will of God. Hello? It wasn't a statement of ignorance. I don't know what your will is. Just do whatever you want, Father. But that so often is where the church reduces its prayer life to. I don't know the will of God, so I just pray, Lord, if it's your will, open the door. If it's not your will, close the door. Find out if the flipping door is the right door. <laughs> Find out which door you should be going through and then pray, open. Amen. And have a confidence that underneath, if you've got it wrong, 
God's going to do what he needs to do. Are you with me? God's still going to do what he needs to do because your life is in the palm of his hand and he'll order your footsteps. But he wants us to have this confidence and a boldness that we pray the will of God and we have a confidence and a zeal and an excitement that whatever we pray is going to come to pass in Jesus' name. You see, if it is a matter of redemption, then I know the will of God because it's clearly stated, lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. It's not a matter if it be thy will. No, no, we know the will of God. Now I might need to pray, what do I need to do here specifically, Lord, for your will to come to pass? I know your will. What do I need to say? What do I need to do? Do I need to make clay and put it on? Do I need to take the person out on their own? Do, what do I need to do here? You're finding out the will of God, but it's not if it's the will of God for something to happen, that's already settled, it's redemption. It's stated. If it's not a matter of redemption, it's a matter of lifestyle, personal choice, we don't stay ignorant. We still come to the place of conviction, but it's got to be by hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. Revelation is key to conviction. What has God said? What has God said to me? See, God will, ne listen to this, this is, when the Lord spoke this to me the other day, it just exploded on the inside. God will never say no to his own will. That's huge. God will never say no to his own will. So if I find out his will and pray it, I know the answer is going to be yes. Quite simply. Not as a slot machine as a relationship. So how do we know the will of God come to a place of conviction on the inside so that we can have the 1 John 5.15 prayer life? Because that's what we need to have. That's what we're gonna have tonight. We're gonna pray God's will and we know it's gonna come to pass. So what do we do? Just very quickly, number one, we pray with the Holy Spirit. We pray with the Holy Spirit. We must get past this, if it be your will, mentality praying. Oh Lord, I just lay out my future to you and whatever you want. And oh Lord, I don't know. Lord, I just pray over this, this time today. Whatever you want to happen in the meeting, Lord, your will be done. No, get past that. Spend time with the Holy Spirit so you know what God wants to do in the meeting. You know how God wants the meeting to go. So then you can pray that and say, I know I've got it. Are you getting this this morning? It's a little bit quiet in the house. Pray with the Holy Spirit. Why? The Holy Spirit will reveal God's will. This is why praying in tongues is absolutely vital, crucial to the life of the Christian. When you pray in tongues, when you pray in the Spirit, the Bible says your mind is unfruitful, which means it's not thinking. You're praying the will of God. You're praying the word of God in the spirit 
And then the Bible says, whenever you pray in tongues, pray you're going to interpret. That's not talking about just a meeting setting. Everybody prays in tongues. Oh, I mustn't do that unless there's an interpreter there. I know about ordering service and all of that. Tongues is more than just a service thing. Tongues is a lifestyle. I pray in tongues all the time when I'm in the car. Not because of my driving. Certainly not because of Sharon's driving. I'm just praying in the Holy Ghost because I want the Spirit of God to be revealing something on the inside of me. I got so many decisions to make. I don't want to have to make a decision and say, I'll come back to you in 10 weeks time when I've heard the voice of God. No, dear God, I got to think on my feet. I've got to be making decision after decision, making quality decisions, leading, guiding, doing stuff. There's got to be a roshekerebasabrama. The Lord knew it was coming before you even arrived at the problem. Pray in the Holy Ghost. What do I do? That's what we're going to do. Pray you interpret. You find out the will of God. I'm starting to get to the place when I'm praying in tongues more than I'm speaking in English. I don't say a lot. I'm not a talkative person. I'm a very quiet person behind the scenes. I don't don't say a lot. I sit there quiet and people think that I've offended them. No, I'm just being quiet. I just, you know, I don't know. Perhaps it's an age thing. I've used up all my words. (laughs) Sharon's still got loads of words left. <laughs> and they're all great. But I don't know, I just, you know, Koremo Shekel Dab Remandov Rodo Shekerebasai, Remandarabata Kavrodo Shedebebeshte. There's revelation going on every time I pray in the Holy Ghost. And I'm always saying, God, will you reveal to me what I'm praying? Will you speak to me? What am I praying about here? Sometimes he puts one of your names in my mind. I think, oh, I've just been praying for so-and-so. Didn't know it. Till afterwards, been praying for the family, been praying for the kids, been praying for Israel. We need to be praying for Israel right now. Bible says pray for Israel, amen. amen. We stand unequivocally with Israel. That doesn't mean to say we're standing against anybody else, but God has a covenant with the nation of Israel. We gotta be praying, guys. Yeah. Praying and hearing the voice of God. Pray with the Holy Spirit. What did Solomon say? God, give me a hearing heart. And God said, because you have a hearing heart, everything you touch is going to prosper. Why? Because you're praying God's will. Can I hear an amen? amen? Say, God said it. I believe it. That settles it. Number two, as we start to close, pray God's word. God's word is his will. His word goes out of his mouth, the church's mouth now, and does not return void. It will accomplish and prosper where God sends it. You know you're praying God's will if you're praying God's word. Now, some of it is redemption. Sometimes God will give you a verse that's like, that's the verse for that situation. Are you with me? That's the verse God, always get a verse. What is God saying to me? Because that is God's will. Not just, well, I just, you know. No, come on, if I pray it, I know I'm praying in line with God's will. I've heard the voice of God. I'm praying God's word. I know it's going to come to pass. 
a clear verse, a revealed verse. We could get into Logos and Rhema and the Word of God and the revealed Word and the now Word and all of that. But quite simply, let's get hold of God's Word and turn it into a prayer. The more Word in, the more you've got to pray. Number three, pray in hope. Pray in hope. What does that mean? See what you're praying. See it. Literally get an image in your mind. All the way through the Word of God, God said to people, what do you see? What do you see? What do you see? What do you see? God showed people what He wanted to do. When you get a vision from God to confirm the Word of God, to go with the Word of God, not instead of the Word of God, the Word is it. The Word is it. But God wants to give you a picture. Fill your mind with pictures to do with the answer, the outcome that is the revealed will of God. Over the last six months, or not, probably not that long, four months, I've had a, a screensaver on my computer, which is the outcome of what I believe God has spoken to me. It's been there every time I turn the computer on. Bang, there it is. You better believe it. I'm filling my mind with the Word of God. I'm filling my mind with the image of God, with the revealed will of God. Can I hear an amen this morning? Don't fill your mind with the stuff that says something different. We live in an image-filled world today and most of it is not confirming the Word of God. We pray God's Word. We pray in hope. Number four, we pray with a passion. James chapter five, when you come in January, you know we're all over this verse. The effective, fervent, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. That's the amplified version. The stirred up prayer, not the lethargic, relaxed, oh God, prayer, amen. No, come on, it's the God, you said it, I believe it, so I declare it in Jesus' name. I come to you with this and I thank you, Lord, your hand is upon it and it's gonna turn around. Yeah, we gotta pray through. Yeah, we gotta keep coming back. Knock, 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 knock. Some things break because you keep coming back. But can I say, you become with a confidence, not with a hope, guess, pray, wonder. It's this knowing the will of God. We have a confidence that God hears us and He will give us what we pray in Jesus' name when we pray according to His will. I know I have what I pray because I refuse to give up and I refuse to quit. I refuse. I simply refuse to quit. It is not happening. God said it, so I'm going to keep praying it. I get asked this question so many times and I prayed and now what do I do? I said, keep praying. I knocked and now what do I do? Keep knocking. I'm not talking about prayer today. I'm talking about confidence in prayer. Confidence in prayer. You don't just pray for your kids once and think that's it. When they're born, we ded- we've got another dedication. Two more dedication services before Christmas. Two more. Babies popping out everywhere. Babies. Babies. Someone else just said they're pregnant. And it's like babies everywhere. There is an anointing. Well, it's not just anointing. Faith without works is dead. We know that. We know that. We're going to be dedicating babies. And it's not just we pray once and that's it for the rest of their life. We pray every day. 
And we keep praying and we keep praying, but not with a Job fear. Oh God, they might be sinning. Oh God, they might be doing the wrong thing. Oh God, no, get your place into a place of faith that my kids are taught of the Lord. Hallelujah. Don't pray from fear, pray from faith in Jesus' Name. Oh God, the business is going down the tubes tomorrow. Oh God, the business is going down the tubes. Change your praying. God, thank You, Lord. Your hand is upon this business and it's rising up right now. Your hand is upon it. You're leading and guiding. Doors are opening. The enemy's fleeing. I'm putting my foot on the neck of everything that wants to steal, kill and destroy. Confidence. I have what I pray. I have what I say. Devils, back off. Sickness, back off. Disease, back off. Breakdown, back off in Jesus' Name. I know we have what we pray. I refuse to give up and I refuse to quit. When I've got the prayer that I need to be praying from God, it comes to pass. Because I will keep praying until it does. Oh, but I prayed it yesterday. I'll pray it again tomorrow. Now that has got to go hand in hand with my last point. Pray in faith. There are times you got to stop praying about it and just start believing you got it. And your prayer turns into a time of thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord, you've answered that. I'm not asking for it again because I know I've got it. Depends on the situation. Some things you keep praying. Other things it's like, no, I believe I receive it. But again, I'm not talking about prayer today. I'm talking about the confidence that we have in Him. This is the Confidence. Everybody say it. This is the confidence we have in Him that if we ask anything according to His will, we know He hears us. And if we know He hears us, we know we have the petitions that we ask of Him. Can I hear an amen? amen. This morning, let's all stand to our feet. I hope you got something out of that today. Can we stand up and praise God like we believe it right now in this service? Come on, let's give God a shout of praise. Hallelujah. God, You are a God who answers prayer. Nothing is impossible for our God. So Father God, our commitment to this is to know Your will. Quite simply, to know Your will. Where it says it, it becomes a revelation on the inside, Your revealed Word. Where we need to find out Your will, we will put more energy into finding out Your will than in praying about it in ignorance. Holy Spirit, when we don't know how to pray as we ought, we don't know the will of God. We don't know what you want to do. You pray in us and through us. And then everything's going to work together for good. Why? Because we find out the will of God and we can declare it and pray it with a confidence and believe and receive it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Can we just put one hand in the air and just say, Lord Jesus, Thank you for a hearing heart. You've given me eyes to see and ears to hear. Help me to fine tune my heart to your will in Jesus' name. Amen. And right now with every eye closed and every head bowed, not because we're going into a time of prayer, but because we're in a time now of decision 
for people to come to Christ. If you're here today and you need to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you've never received eternal life. Or perhaps you're here and you need to come back to God, whether you're online today or whether you're here in person. Come on, don't leave this room today not knowing your eternity is settled with Jesus Christ. So right now, just with every eye closed, every head bowed, if you need to respond today and say, yeah, I want to receive Jesus as Lord of my life or recommit my life back to God in a significant way, I'm going to ask you to be confident and bold and lift your hand in this auditorium, please, right now. Wonderful. Thank you, Lord. God bless you. Come on. There's other people here today. God bless you. Wonderful. Is there anybody else here today? Come on. Hold your hand up high. Let me see you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Wonderful. Thank you, God. Is there anybody else here today? Perhaps you're here online. Don't let this moment pass you by. Is there anybody else here today need to settle your eternity once and for all or come back to God significantly? Wonderful. Awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Is there anybody else here today? Let's all pray this prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you that you love me. You've demonstrated your love by sending Jesus to die on the cross to give me life. I receive you, Jesus. I give you my life for you to be my Lord, my Saviour and my friend. I turn away from the way I've lived apart from you and by the help of your grace and your power, I will never be the same again. I receive eternal life in Jesus' Name. Amen. Can we celebrate here today? Come on, people coming to Christ.